0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining me. It's Evan. I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving weekend with your friends and family and hopefully you haven't been eating too much through the weekend. But if you are, I guess it's always okay perhaps to do so and we can course correct just like with our finances really when you think about it. So if you ate too much over the next several days, just eat a little bit less and you should be just fine. Anyway, Um, I hope you enjoy this episode, I'm putting on my shoes, I'm going to be going out and walking today, and I want you to join me and listen to this episode. A little bit of a sad story today, I guess, hopefully not too sad for you, but it um, is about a friend of mine, acquaintance actually, that I've known for decades, that I've always talked to about money. So stay tuned everybody, I hope you enjoy it again, the podcast starts right now. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I thought I would pop into the podcast and create a short episode today about somebody that I've known in my life that had a really large financial impact on me, although this person really didn't know it. And my guess is that for All of you listening to the Broke at 40 podcast, you may have people in your lifetime that have had a substantial impact on you in many different ways, and we're going to be focusing today on a financial impact, and you probably have people in your life that have told you about money through the years, either from a good perspective, maybe, or a bad one. And of course, you're listening to the Broke at 40 podcast, and so you probably want to do better with money, just like all of us do. And I wanted to share a story with you today, a true story about an acquaintance friend of mine named Tom. So let me go back and tell you the story. As you guys know, for 30 years, I've been working since 1990. Um... And my career has spanned, of course, 30, 31 years. I was a financial train wreck for 15 of those years, as you know. And then I got my act together at age 40, and now I'm age 55. And I just wanted to turn on the microphone today for Thanksgiving and tell you this story. It's a little bit of a sad story about this acquaintance accountant friend of mine named Tom So I have a a really close friend that I've been friends with for 30 years, and back in 1990, he was better friends with this person. In fact, our age differences are about eight years apart. So my friend that I'm close to is eight years older than me, and then this friend of his, Tom, is eight years older than him. And through the years then, because he's an accountant and because I was such a financial train wreck, I used to... Talk to him occasionally about money situations. And yet, as you know, in society today, nobody really likes to talk about money. And when I go back to 1998, which I'll get to here in just a minute, the first time I conversed with him about money was during that time frame. Um, but I had met him, as I mentioned, early in the early 90s. And again, as an accountant he was very successful or I saw him successful with money. and I'm sure he was. I don't know. As you know, we don't talk about money too much, but I, I just knew that here's somebody, you know that was very successful with money. And I knew I was just coming out of my bankruptcy, you know, at age 29 in 1995. and I, I met him before that, um, but most significantly, I drove to Key West with a friend of mine because he had a house there and we went down for a week vacation at Thanksgiving, actually. It was 1998 and we had Thanksgiving there with a bunch of his friends on the beach. And it was just a really great time. And I don't think I talked to Tom about money during that trip too much, but again, he's somebody in my life that I, I looked up to because again, me being almost 20 years younger than him, I was looking for role models from a financial perspective because, you know, they're just hard to find. And again, I went to Key West, had a great time. So let's flash forward a little bit into, um, 2005. So I was good friends and still am with this other person. And so, um, I had heard through the grapevine that Tom had sold his place in Key West, or maybe rented it out, and he got a a new house in Provincetown up on Cape Cod. And I really wanted to go on a vacation there. And so I talked to Tom, and he's like, yeah, why don't you just fly up, take the boat from Boston, come out and stay for a week? And I'm like, great, I'll do that. So that was pretty exciting because I would not have been able to afford going to provincetown i mean that was incredibly expensive to get a place you know to rent a place for you know seven or eight days and so i had enough for a plane ticket and food and so i flew up there took the boat and we had a really great time in provincetown right in the middle of summer it was just a really really great time i was 39 years old i was starting to wake up about money as you know Um, 11 years after my bankruptcy, 10 years. And that's when I really had conversations with Tom because I had purchased the book, as you know, the money book for The Young, Fabulous and Broke by Susie Orman in 2005. And I took that book with me. And I remember distinctly being in Provincetown on a nice day. It was a beautiful day. He was out by the pool, I guess, doing something and came back in and I'm reading the book and highlighting certain sections of the book And I thought to myself, maybe that would be a way that I could open up and maybe talk to him about money. Because again, I was still, I didn't know anything at that point. And so he saw that I was reading the book and he's like, I remember him distinctly making a joke and saying, well, how much did that money, how much did that book cost? You should have gone to the library to get it. And we laughed, Um, but he gave me some pointers during that conversation. I remember that. And then I also came back in 2006, but at this time I came back to see Tom in in Provincetown, but it was in September, towards the end of the the season, if you will. And so it's, you know, going to get cold up there. And so the nights were cool and crisp. And I just have really great memories of being 40 years old, still learning about money, trying to do better. And again, he allowed me to come up and stay there. For the week and again we had more conversations about money and so you know tom has a special place in my financial heart even though we're not close friends but he's an acquaintance well i just heard recently from my friend that tom has had cancer over the past two years and i knew about that but he went for some treatments and i thought things were getting much better And my friend just told me yesterday that Tom, I guess the treatments, he's not responding to the treatments. So he said it probably won't be much longer. So Tom is, I think, 75 now. Yeah, he's approximately 20 years older than me. And so it just really got me thinking about today, Thanksgiving, and how I could share a story with you of how this person unknowingly really had such a large impact on me, financially speaking. And I bet that you guys have people in your life that have a financial impact on you as well. Like I said earlier, either from a negative thing, maybe people are nagging you about your your money skills um, and that you're not saving and you're not investing. There are so many people in America that get to age 40, and they really aren't thinking about how they can better their financial lives. And so I know for you guys to have found the Broke at 40 podcast, you've got to be thinking that you want to do better with money. So I just wanted to share this story with you, because I hope that you have people in your lives too, that make an impact on you, not just people on podcasts like me, or on TV shows, or YouTube channels or whatever it is, but hopefully you have some people that you can talk to to learn about money and have something to look up to in the real world other than just people, you know, that you see and, and you know, even, even even people like me. <laughs> um, so hopefully you have somebody that will make a big impact on you. And so it was just really sad for me to hear that he's just not doing well. And so I just wanted to pop in today and, let you guys know how thankful I am for this person, Tom. I hope I get to see him or talk to him. And, you know, I'm just not really good with these kinds of things, with dealing with death and all the, those kinds of things. I'm just not good at it. And I have to get better with that. And I also know that I've shared with you before that, you know, when I when I hit 40 years old, I became obsessed with saving and investing much to my detriment perhaps to some extent because i had this ability to compartmentalize and if i if i knew that i wasn't having the type of relationships that i wanted to have either with friends or whatever it is i was able to kind of put that on the back burner and really focus more and obsess over monetary situations. My, my goal, as you know, was just so strong. I had no doubt when I met Tom and I started picking his brain about money, I had no doubt that I was going to do okay and that I was going to make it financially speaking at, at all costs, really. And that's when I started thinking about life in general and that it's not really about material items. It's not about what money can buy. And I want you guys to think that way too that it's just not it's just not about that it's about the security that this money can bring to you as you build it and i also want to say i saw tom for the last no i saw saw him a few years ago we went to the mall i remember buying some shoes it was the three of us Um, but there was one significant point in 2016 in november same as now maybe it was a thanksgiving thing but Um, You guys know I have my spreadsheets that I keep and my planners, and I always make notes about impacts that people have on me, financially speaking, as I've been, you know, going through these past 15 or 16 years building wealth. And I'm looking at a note right now that I actually put on my spreadsheet. I had a conversation with Tom in November of 2016. Again, I'm, I'm not in his everyday life, you know, but my other friend, the three of us got together at an Italian restaurant and I made this note. It says per an account, from an accountant perspective, November, 2016, Tom dinner at this Italian restaurant. And I just wanted to, he he had a conversation with me about the significance of as you build wealth, what does that really mean from an accountant's perspective? And so I made this note and, um, I also want to say that at this point, right before I hit record, I wanted to make sure that I went back to my build a budget, my big pick spreadsheets. At the end of the year, I always record how much money I have at the end of each year. And I've been doing that for like 16 years, as you know. So in 2016, at the end of the year, I logged that my investments were $478,000. So I was I probably had a net worth of, of about 500000 at that point when I had this conversation with Tom because that to me was like the halfway point. So I must have been feeling pretty good about the years from 2006 to 2016 where I was able to get to a $500,000 net worth. And then because as you're building wealth and you're adding more money to it, you guys know that in 2021, I got to a $1.1 net worth and I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute, that's only five or six years to do that, to double the money, right? So it obviously, if you don't have much in your investments, the compounding interest doesn't take effect. And so anyway, we also know that over the past five years, I was logging and I looked at how much my portfolio had increased every single year. And it was about 9 or 10% per year from t- 2016 until 2021. Of course, I haven't logged my 2021 Uh, numbers quite yet, because we're not at the end of December quite yet, but I'll share that with you. Um, So back to this conversation that I had with Tom, I was always wanting to talk to him about money. So I was always excited. if 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 I'm going to see Tom. I'm going to talk about money. (laughs) Um, And not details. He never knew where I was and things like that. But during this conversation, he said, And I have a note here that says, dividing that principle alone by 40,000, we must have been talking about having a million. And he said, you know, dividing that principle alone by 40,000 per year would really last 25 years. And obviously I knew that. And obviously you know that. But with inflation, then of course you have to back into that. And that's where people, you know, you have to think of it in terms of inflationary standpoints as well but i have notes here that say the money's going to continue to grow as you know and probably get more than the 3 or 4% overall when you backtrack as i've been talking about in recent episodes but it was interesting that at this point i had an aha moment where i was just thinking 25 years wow if i just keep going if i get to 550,000 if i get to 600,000 if i get to 700,000 if i get to 800,000 that was my goal. I just really wanted to get to a million and then see what I could do from there. And so as I'm looking at my notes here, I just, again, I, that, that had such a significant impact on me. Um, again, going back to November, November of 2016. So as I wrap up this episode, again, I'm just kind of rambling about this, the impact that this person had on me financially speaking. And you may, again, know people as well that have an impact on you. So leverage people in your life. Don't think that you can't talk to people about money. You can. That's a big problem in our country, I feel, that we just don't open up. We just don't talk to people about our feelings and thoughts about money. And you can do it in a way where you're not talking real numbers but you can just kind of pick their brain and learn about certain things and what people are doing. And I remember in 2005 and 6, I had some conversations with Tom about real estate. There was a point in my life over the past 16 years or so that I thought that I would get wealthy by real estate. I know, crazy, because I've shared with you that that is something that I knew in my heart made me too nervous. So listen to your heart, listen to your gut. If you don't feel like you're the type of person that can deal with the real estate, and and a lot of people make a lot of money in real estate, you know, they certainly do, either by renting out properties and doing all that. But I knew in my heart that just was not me. And I think I recall having a conversation with him about that. You know, he had bought some properties, as I said, in Key West and Provincetown and did quite well by selling them. I'm sure, I don't know how well, um, you know, he went, we went through the recession as well. So I'm sure those properties went down in value. I think I remember him renting those out for many years until the value came back up. But anyway, listen to your heart, listen to your brain, your gut when it comes to money and what you guys want to do as you position yourself for greatness in the years going forward. So this episode is dedicated to my acquaintance friend, Tom. Accountant. I hope he has many, many more months. And it makes me sad that that's going on, you know. And you just never know when your time is going to be on this planet. So I would encourage all of you again to always be cognizant of saving, investing to build security for yourself. Don't be thinking about the material items. Leverage your friends, your family. That's what it's all about. I probably have some work to do in 2022, I shared with you. And I've shared with you this before, you know, um, just being so wrapped up in my own thoughts over finances and such. And, you know, hearing this about Tom is really making me kind of wake up a little bit, not about finances, but just about personal relationships. And what I can do in 2022 that doesn't have much to do about money. And that's what this is all about. You need to get to a point in your life, you know, where finances kind of turn into autopilot, which they did for me, but it's such a passion for me. But most people don't have this passion. And so if you can get it to where it's automated and you're just doing it, but you, you really focus on the things that really mean that are meaningful in your life. That's what I encourage all of you to do. So thank you for letting me take this opportunity to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, As I always say, I appreciate you guys. I believe in you and I congratulate you guys for every step of the way. I'll see you next time on the Broke at 40 podcast. All righty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million-dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.